You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Women need to talk to men in a really respectful and honoring way. When you speak to men, honoring them and drawing out the good in them, they will die for you. They'll do anything for you because they love honor. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's show. It is uh, Tim and Dez with you all around the nation. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Momentum. MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, is our website. And we have a, a brand new feature that we'd like to highlight before we launch into the show as well. That's a new support line for men. It's a Momentum Care Line. The number is one 800 000 men that's 636 so 1-800-000-636 this service is provided by our friends at Caroline connections and you can reach out and get help seven days a week from 9 a.m to 7 p.m that's 1-800-000-636 well it is great to have you on the show and we are so excited about our guests this week there's no denying that our society and our education system is having a profound impact on young australian men and it's negatively affecting their manliness, their values, their ethics, and lack of maturity. The question is, though, how do we start to counteract this? And what are the benefits of doing so? Well, one resource is an incredible book. It's called Lost Boys, Bring Them Home, and it's been written by Cindy McGarvey. Yeah, we're we're delighted to have Cindy McGarvey. She's the National Director of Youth for Christ Australia, which is amazing. Youth for Christ has been around forever. Using a mix of our military background uh, and all the extensive research she's done, she's written this book with the aim to really illuminate the current cultural situation in the lives of most young men. And it is most young men. And perhaps most importantly, to offer a God-led plan of counterattack. Cindy's our special guest. Welcome to Momentum, Cindy. Thank you, Des and Tim. It's so great to have you here, Cindy. And look, before we officially start the questioning, um, I just want to go on the on the line and say to all of you guys listening, grab a copy of this book. And, you know, I'm not much of a reader, but uh, I was on a, a plane for about four hours uh, the other week. And in preparation for this interview, uh, I started the book and I was so transfixed, Cindy, by the book. Honestly, I, I, I was like, this is just awesome. And I'm scribbling and highlighting and making notes. Uh, there was just so much good stuff in it that we're going to unpack. So guys listening, um, grab yourself a copy of the book, Lost Boys, Bring Them Home. It is absolutely awesome. Um, Cindy McGarvey is our special guest. So Cindy, let's let's launch into the backstory of, I suppose, for you, why and how the book came about. I mean, to write a book on such intense things that involve men coming from a female perspective. What what was the backstory for you behind this? Yeah, well, I think we got back from the mission field in 2010, so from Africa. So we'd been there for 12 years and having three boys and two girls last. So so we had three young teenage boys. And so I was particularly interested in young men And I noticed that something had really changed in those years from the time we're away. And young men seemed to be rudderless, I guess, in a way. They were obsessed with themselves, their body image. They seemed to be disconnected. There was very little interest in the church or or things of God. Uh, There just was some change that I couldn't really put my finger on it. And that really interested me, and particularly because my boys were coming back into this culture, and the culture seemed to be toxic to young men. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't 
put my finger on it. I, I, I couldn't sort of fully understand it. And I don't think they could fully understand it at the time, you know, because one was probably 16, 18 and 20 at the time. Our eldest son had come back because we were in East Africa for many years. He had come back and he was at university and he was really struggling. He had been, already been back a year or so. So, yeah, I, I just noticed there was something really not going well with young men. And I noticed it also with friends. Their boys were just going right off. I saw that there were a lot of addictions. I saw that suicide was just out of control. All mm. of these things that I'd never noticed before or it never I never really paid much attention, I don't know. And so it was through that and, and my son's, they have educated me a lot, and I just saw a lack of manliness. I mean, people have always said there's a lack of statesmen in our country, mm. and the same thing flows, doesn't it, from you know young boys growing up properly to be young men growing up properly to be pillars of society growing up properly, and and one thing leads to another. Uh, Cindy, can I ask you a question? Did this? Um, what you saw, was it right across society or was it in the Christian context or was it you know, just brought everywhere, schools, wherever? I saw it as everywhere, but particularly in the Christian context. Okay. Because, because we were overseas, we were in the African context and men were men. Hmm. They didn't have all the outside influence. So there was something going on in the world that was affecting our men. And so... You know, masculinity in Africa, where they grew up, was honoured. Yeah. And masculinity in our culture seemed to be dishonoured. Hmm. That's just a good way of putting it. Cindy, I mean, it's one thing to acknowledge this and recognise this, and let's be honest, most of us can do that. When we look around at society and we, we can see the, the shift, the cultural shift, particularly for men, what led you to taking on writing a book, what, what led you to then doing research, looking deeper into this and going, you know, I, I actually want a voice in this space because I can see how detrimental this is to young men. Yeah, well, talking to my sons, they are very, I guess, culturally aware because they grew up in another culture. And so they were always talking about this themselves. Hmm. They were confronted with this toxicity toward them within the culture. And so they also listen to people like Jordan Peterson uh, and other sort of podcasts and uh, speakers into the culture. And they would, we would all just talk about it all the time. And I guess me coming from a military background and my husband, you know, a man's man, we were always debating, talking, discussing and things like that. And so it was such a stirring in my heart because I I love men in the sense I love the way they were created. I love the masculinity. I love how my husband is a man and that he is a strong leader and that the, he, the natural attributes of men lead families to protect, provide, all of those sort of things. And I saw because I love those things so much and it helps me to be the woman that God has called me to be, I loved it so much that I wanted to write something about it. There was another thing too, Tim, 
um, that really stirred me. And that was, I went with a young man into the city of Brisbane. He had an outreach to homeless. And I went into King George Square with him one evening and he said, I really want you to meet this young man. He's 16. I can't remember his name. Uh, and he he lives rough. Uh, you know, he's abusing drugs a bit. Uh, he always talks about his dad who left a very long time ago and mm. his mum had all these different um, boyfriends. And so anyway, so he told me all about this young man that he was getting to know and sharing with. And so when I went with um, with him, he pointed him out to me as we walked over toward him. I looked, he was the spitting image of my eldest son who was now wow. an army officer. Wow. But when my son was 16, he looked exactly the same. I was, I was in shock and I saw this young man who was very thin and gawky, you know, the teenage 16-year-old. He was sitting with a couple of girls. His eyes were all glazed over because he had been taking drugs. And he, I was so impacted. All I wanted to do was one, run away and just cry for my son. Mm. I've, I saw my son now as a, a, a an army officer, a confident man, all of that sort of thing. But I remember him as an awkward teenager. And um, what what struck me was I just heard these words, what if this young man was really your son? Mm. Yes, wow. And because I saw the potential in, in what he could be because of my own son, I was I was devastated. Every time I think about it, you know, I, I just well up with tears and I really believe that it, it's God's heart for every young man when they don't reach their potential, when they are crippled from reaching their potential, um, the enemy wins. And let's be honest, there's lots of things in society that, that are crippling our young men. We're going to get into that in just a moment. You're listening to Momentum. We're talking with Cindy McGarvey. She's the National Director for Youth for Christ Australia. And she's written an incredible book. It's called Lost Boys, Bring Them Home. And Cindy, there's five key areas that the book addresses. The first is suicide, depression and anxiety, pornography addiction, which is a powerful, powerful chapter, um, fatherlessness and the feminization of young men. And we're going to talk about each of those separately. But let's bounce off that last one, the feminization of young men. And you write that there is a war on men. And in the context of being in a war, you wrote, if a clandestine enemy wants to attack a nation of people scattered throughout the world, in this case, Christians, to cripple them spiritually and prevent their flourishing, what would be the center of gravity to target heavily? And you, you said that I believe it would be men, particularly young, vibrant, fighting age men. So un unpack that for us. Why is it that you think that young men specifically are being so heavily targeted in today's culture? Yeah, well, just to go back with the center of gravity, in military strategy, you know, I write about um, that when you're fighting an enemy, when people are planning for the battle, when military commanders are planning for battle, they go for the strongest part of the opposing force. and mm. that what they call the center of gravity. And so, you know, obviously what you're saying is I said that if an enemy wanted to attack the church, 
what would be the centre of gravity? And I've asked this question to many people and I've said, oh, yeah, it would be the word of God and it would be this and that. But for me, I was seeing, I really feel it would be the men because men, if if they do not know their potential, if they don't know who they are, they are their identity and all of that sort of thing, they will, and you take them out, the women and children are vulnerable them being not just protectors and providers of society and all that is good and all that is honourable and valuable in a society, but also within the church. If you take them out and to take out men, we all know that you have to get them when they're the most vulnerable and the weakest. Mm. And therefore, they need to be taken out when they're young, when they're boys, and perhaps even when they're little boys without a dad, without the protection of a dad. And, um, yeah, so that's that's where that chapter and the ideas from that chapter come from. So still on that subject, Cindy, um, what way do you think young men are being feminized from your perspective? I mean, we will all have a view, but from your perspective, how do you see that? Yeah, well, it was interesting. The other day I found an article from 1971 from the Cultural Revolution, and it was mm. In, um by Yoko Ono and it was in it was in um the New York Times article and it said uh she said uh purported in her opinion that the reason why things have gone so bad in the world that there's so much oppression from a Marxist point of view and there was there's been so many wars and so many bad things happen is because of men. And that we can see, obviously, that men aren't doing a good job uh, of of running the world and and being in all that leadership, the patriarchy, what they call. Mm. And she said that that the world needs to be feminized. And that is in 1971. And obviously, she was a a feminist. Mm. And so now we see that that um, the strategy for feminizing society we see the results now Mm -hmm. Uh, we're very much lacking in um strong men of honor for our culture Mm. so um des you ask how how have i seen um society being feminized first of all the strategy to to destroy the patriarchy so um the patriarchy mean, meaning, you know, men in leadership, men leading their families, looking after their families for a start. You know, we have uh, family breakdown at record rates now and apparently there's not much difference between the breakdown of families inside the church and to outside the church. Mm. They call it toxic masculinity. So the attributes of men, the God-given attributes of men in 2020. Uh, the American Psychological Association deemed that these four attributes of men, which is stoicism, aggressiveness, dominance, and competitiveness, were they deemed them harmful. Now, on the outside, just listening to that, you know, these are descriptions of, I think, of how God innately made men, but obviously uh, them used in a negative way can yeah. be negative. Mm. Mm. used for good is incredible you know i i want my husband to be um to be strong and to be aggressive for the good of our family yeah. meaning you know he can he can go out and um 
<clears throat> provide for the family, he can protect the family, all of those sort of things. And if you think of a sporting team, would you back a sporting team that was not that did not have these four attributes, like stoicism, just suck it up and keep going. Even mm -hmm. though we know you're in pain, we know you're exhausted. Think about this on the battlefield. Um, aggressiveness. We want a, a sporting team that aggressively goes after the ball, that aggressively goes after the goal. Same within um, our military. We want the military to be strong and to be able to aggressively go after mm -hmm. evil. And then we think of dominance. We we want a sporting team to dominate the field for the good and for the good of the team. Same with the military, for the good, to dominate the battlefield and to win the battle. And then we think of um, what was the other one, competitiveness, and that goes with that as well. Mm. You know, we don't want to back a team that is not competitive. Oh, we don't really care, yeah. you know, <laughs> that has apathy. Yeah. And so... All of these things um, are, are what I think is masculine, yeah. are innate gifts of God for men. And so those gifts, when they are deemed toxic by the world, um, it's been detrimental. And the funny thing is that when you see... Uh, <laughs> movies out now you know you've got women superheroes you've got women cops you've got women cia agents and they're beating up men and all that sort of thing what are their attributes they're stoic you know they can beat someone up without any emotion they're um aggressive they're competitive and all that sort of thing and then that's that's celebrated hmm. and so by doing that the feminist movement devalues women and feminism, and they actually confirm that these masculine traits are actually yeah, um, important, superior. Yeah, yeah important yeah. and superior. Wow, that's amazing. I hadn't thought of it that way. It's just crazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, so what would you say? This is a little bit to the left, I guess. So, what would you say to women who who are that way, who aren't that? Uh, let me give an example. The first time I came to when I first came to Australia in eighty one, I had a neighbour who was. Horrible. I mean, she was nasty. She was, you know, she, she showed a lot of those qualities. <laughs> what would you say to somebody like that? Just back off and let your husband be. <laughs> well, if, if women want men to love them mm. and to like them, they need to press into their femininity. Yes, mm. good point. So I think women who, who are horrible like that, I think... Um, yeah, I think they don't realise how unattractive it is mm. to men. Mm. That's a good, good point. I have, I have some thoughts as to why that may be, but let, we need to go to a short break. I, I would like to say on the other side of the break, Cindy, let me just say this. We've talked about the feminization of young men. We've talked about what it means to perhaps be a, a healthy man. Um, let's speak into the space of grown men who are listening right now who still feel like there's a little boy inside of them who hasn't grown up because I think that's an important space to speak in. And I think there's many men listening that might be able to relate to that. We're chatting with Cindy McGarvey, the National Director for Youth for Christ Australia, and discussing her book on this week's show. It's called Lost Boys, Bring Them Home. You are listening to Momentum all around Australia. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. I'd love you to check that out as we take a short break and come back with Cindy in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. 
Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, thanks for tuning back in. It is Momentum Australia all around. Our nation, MomentumAustralia.org is the website. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have a, a new feature at Momentum. It is a Momentum Care Line. This is a number that you can ring uh, seven days a week and get some help about something that's happening in your life. Whatever it is, if you feel like there's nobody that you'd like to discuss it with, or maybe you'd like a confidential ear that you'd like to have a conversation with, that number is one 800 But welcome back to the show. Cindy McGarvey is our special guest this week. She's the National Director for Youth for Christ Australia and has written an incredible book. It's called Lost Boys Bring Them Home. And we're having a quick squeeze through the book. Um, Cindy, before we took the break, we, we kind of delved into a quick sort of offshoot from Des, which was about how women sometimes treat men in Australia. And we kind of thought that we'd come back in and talk about that because there, there certainly is a, a feeling that perhaps, uh, you know, with the, the shift in culture over the last 20, 30 years, that women's attitude towards men has changed. And, you know, we can all kind of see that. And, you know, f- for men, sometimes we're on the receiving end of that. What's your perspective? Because, I mean, you, you see this as well, but you see it from a female perspective. And what are your thoughts about that? This has been a little bugbear of mine lately. And I've noticed that women, particularly women my age, because I guess I've just been in circumstances where um, that's been mainly the case, they talk down to men and they talk as it, to men often as if they are not that smart or they need a little bit of a lecture in morality or uh, even sometimes little mini sermons like in the Christian context, (laughs) how we need to act is this because this is, and it's almost like talking to them as if they're little boys, Hmm. mothering them and so on. And I I see it, um, I saw it recently in a meeting where there was mostly well, there was half, half men, half women, and um, the chairman was a woman and um, she spoke uh, in those tones to the men. And I was watching the faces of the men because this interests me so much. Hmm. There was zero expression on the faces of the men. But later, one of the men said to me, uh, you know, made a comment to me about it. Uh, <clears throat> but not before I went home and I said to my husband, wow, this is not a way to build men up. Mm. Women need to talk to men in a really respectful and honouring way. And that is the way that you draw out men because when when you speak to men uh, in the, that sort of way, honouring them and drawing out the good in them, they will die for you. They'll do anything for you because they love honour, they love duty and all of those sort of things instead of just speaking down to them. So, yeah, that's that's been a bit of a, a, a thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately. So what do you think is driving that? Is it that women have taken this feminist attitude almost a little too far um, even though they may not necessarily identify as a feminist? Or is it that there are men walking around in men's bodies, but they're still little boys inside and women can kind of pick up on that? Like, it, what do you think it is that's driving that? I think probably it's a b- bit of both, but I think women don't understand men. I, I think mm. that's 
really big thing. They think they do, but they don't. When when girls grow up, as they grow, they learn emotional intelligence or relational intelligence, how to relate to others and all of those sort of things. But boys, when they grow up, they learn heroic intelligence. Hmm. And when you go through the school system and everything like that, it favours the feminine way. It doesn't teach young men to be heroes, to be noble, to to live for honour and all of that sort of thing, duty, sacrifice. And so I, I don't think that women understand men. And because everything's been so messed up in culture from the sexual revolution of women trying to be like men, women are so empowered when they are feminine, when they are themselves, because we have so many wonderful, unique attributes, Mm. and men have so many great attributes. I don't know why women want to step into the men's world all the time and expect men to act like women. Yeah. So anyway, I I think it's it's, there's a number of contributing factors, but women have lost the art of relating to men and understanding men. Yeah, it's, mm. it's great. I mean, it's one of the things that, you know, Tim and I have talked about before. And, you know, one of my first memories of The Simpsons is, the you know, the, you took Homer Simpson, you know, what a beaten up, downtrodden individual. <laughs> but it, it's, it does typify that, that, um, that behavior, doesn't it? Mm. And you see it also on all the movies, the fathers, the men are pretty dumb. They're not really smart at um, relationships, not just relationships with women and mothers and wives and all that, but relationships with kids. So they just pretty much need to be taught, need to be directed, Mm. that sort of thing. So, you know, this is the narrative of the world. Just before we move on to the other for subjects that we haven't even started to talk about yet. <laughs> how, how do you think, Cindy, we could turn that around? Because, you know, there's so much pressure on men to, to be downtrodden and there's so much pressure on women to step up and be masculine, you know, even in the whole gender debate. How do you, how do you start to fix this? Within the church, I can talk more specifically. Yeah. I think that... The older women need to teach the younger women. The men need to be teaching the boys. Mm. Um, But specifically, I think that my generation, the boomers, the Gen X women, drank the feminist Kool-Aid. And these are women within the church. And they don't even know who they are in Christ. They have a kindergarten level of biblical knowledge So they don't know what it is to be a woman of God and to be a strong woman of God and to be able to be a proper helpmate to her husband. And um, so I think the church needs, you know, we need to be the counterculture. This is the dominant um, thought of the world and there's no different. And so women are not, the older women are not teaching the younger women. And, you know, we we have that um, beautiful scripture in Titus where it says that women are to teach their, uh, the young, the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children and all of that sort of thing. And I don't think that the older women in the church who have been so influenced in the 
you know, from the world know how to love their husbands well and to mm-hmm. honor them as men and, uh, you know, the way, the unique way that God has made them. Wow. I mean, it's it's really interesting to hear you say that, Cindy, and, and from a, a female perspective as well, and, and for you to say things about them drinking the feminist Kool-Aid, you know, that's that's confronting, <laughs> um, but it's refreshing as well to actually hear a woman say that. Can I say that with respect? Um, I want to I wanna then throw the men under the bus lovingly as well, because it's only fair that we do that, because we are speaking into the men's space as well. So let's, let's um, go to a quote from your book, and it says, if a child does not shed the childhood potential and grow up, he will remain a lost boy, a 40-year-old lost boy, which is a horrifying thing to behold, right? And so, I mean, we can all relate to that. And look, part of my story, and I won't bore you with the details now, but it was that. At 38, I hadn't done a lot of work internally. There was a little boy in me that, that needed to grow up. And the last 10 years for me has been, uh, you know, exploring that space and uncovering that space and, and bringing that to the foot of the cross. So speaking to men's lives right now who might be listening, who might be able to identify that there's some some stuff there that we talk about this masculine thing and those traits that you mentioned before and and it's like that sounds wonderful uh and I kind of want to attain to that but I if I'm really honest with myself there's some internal stuff that I need to work on there is a little boy inside of me at times that I feel like he appears more often than I would like or shows up in my life more often than I would like how do you think men start to I suppose take the little boy, love him, nurture him, and, and grow him into a man so that they feel like they've got a healthy sense of masculinity? Wow, that's a that's a really good question. If you could solve that in two minutes, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, that quote is a really good quote, which I loved, and it made me laugh so much, you know, because that quote is from Jordan Peterson. Right. Uh, he talks, he said, it's horrifying, you know. Uh, <laughs> He's pretty blunt, isn't he, old Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we see so many men are little boys. And um, I see that so much, so much. Um so how can we help that? What can we do? And, and I think there's, you know, as I talked um, before, that there's something has crippled our men. And once they're crippled, they're trying, you know, in childhood, they're trying to develop and grow and all of that sort of thing. So fatherhood, I think, is so, so important in that area. You know, men teaching younger men, how to be men. And so I also think the word of God helps helps with this as well. That what um I would love to ask you, <laughs> Tim, what do you think? What was it that you think <laughs> mm. made you feel like you were crippled? Well well the backstory is that my, my dad was born in nineteen forty six. So um you know his dad was uh, my granddad was ab- absent because he was in the Second World War. Um, and he was in India. So initially there was absence, but then of course he came back from the Second World War and he was emotionally completely shut down. So then my dad was parented out of that space. Um, Had a great relationship with his mum, my gran, but no relationship with his dad. And so my dad has parented out of that space. And and predominantly my dad was very money-driven. Like most men, providing for the family was a big thing for my dad. But that was in fairness, probably the only thing that he really did 
for the family. There was not a lot of presence because he was always out working. Um, and when he was home, he was always grumpy because he always had stuff to do. Um, and as far as physical, emotional and spiritual input into myself and my brother, it was pretty lacking. Um, and so I suppose even though my dad was there, there was a big sense of absenteeism from my dad as in investing into those things into me and understanding me and I suppose um, teaching me what it meant to be a man. So I've kind of grown up with that going, I've tried to figure this stuff out myself and done a horrible job for the first 38 years until I, I suppose, like you said, Cindy, bought in the word of God, started aligning my identity with who I am in Christ. And that has probably been the biggest key for me, to be honest. Just alongside that, uh, Tim, you know, we've talked about fatherhood and having a good dad. And one of the you know, key tenets of momentum is, you know, if you've get if you got a dad, use him and get mm. alongside him and learn from him. Or, you know, mm. all the good things. But if you don't have a dad, find somebody who's a little bit more mature. If it's in church, find, you know, a church elder, find somebody who you can relate to, somebody who's open and and confide in them and talk to them about what's happening in your world and and say, look, hey, I'm look, I'm struggling with you know, the key tenets of being a man, what do, I, what do I do? How can how can you help me? Can you mentor me? Can you coach me? Can you, you know, guide me? Yeah, and, and as well as scripture, of course, that's absolutely key. Um, you know, and, and certainly praying about these things is very important too, to have a good prayer life and, and have a, a, you know, a heavenly father who gets involved in your world too. And look, we're we're running out of time for this show. So, Cindy, we're gonna we're gonna pause there and get you back for another show. But can we also say um, conversations with other blokes, men? If you're listening, uh, is a huge thing. Get get involved in other men's lives. Have conversations about how you're feeling, um, because we're all on the journey together, and we all need to be encouraging each other in this space. And um, also, I just want to point out to uh, the Momentum Caroline. It is a new feature we want to offer you, and it's a, a number that you can ring seven days a week. Uh, about anything that's happening in your life, you want to have a conversation with someone that you perhaps want to keep confidential, 1-800-000-636 is the number. That's 1-800-000-636. We're going to take a break for this week's show. Our special guest has been Cindy McGarvey, the National Director for Youth for Christ Australia. We've started discussing Lost Boys Bring Them Home. We haven't got very far down the track, which means there's a lot more to come in next week's show, and we look forward to doing that then. In the meantime, check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Take care, look after yourselves, and we'll uh, talk to you again next week. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.